So I'm not going to preach long today because we're going to have people come up and share their testimony. So they're going to preach most of the message today, and they'll probably do a better job than me. I just want to go over some simple principles of why we do baptism the way we do baptism and what baptism is all about. I got to have lunch. I got to have a meal with everyone except for my brother-in-law. He was on Skype, so it was a little awkward. Everything was delayed, and we, we just went through that whole thing of delayed Skype, and then we just went to the phone. But we had a good conversation about these questions that we're going to answer today. I was encouraged because each person, I heard things like, I'm getting baptized because I want to be the spiritual leader of my home. I'm getting baptized of obedience to God. I'm getting baptized because God's changed my life. I'm getting baptized because I'm finally surrendering to God. Those are the kinds of things that were being said. Like I see the grace of God in my life. I see things changing. I know God is moving. I, I feel him all around doing mighty things. Those are the things I've heard over lunch and at dinner and Skype and over the phone. It was powerful, awesome things. But the list we're going to go through today is just a basic list that I talked to, which each talked about with each person who's getting baptized. The first thing about Christian baptism is it's done out of obedience done on of obedience to God. You will find joy in your life when you obey God. One of the first things that Jesus commands us to do when we begin to believe in him, we repent, is he says, be baptized. It's the early stages of our faith. And I want to define something for you. I want to define the difference between happiness and joy. Because we get those things mixed up. We think if we follow Jesus, if we get baptized, if we obey God, we're going to be happy every day of our life. Just <laughs> just wake up, just fully happy, ready to go. But happiness is different from joy. Happiness is determined by the happenings or the happenstance. When things are going good, I'm happy. When things are going bad, <sighs> like that, that's happy. It's determined by the weather. A lot of unhappy people in here today because of the weather, right? It's determined by the circumstances. If there's sufferings, if there's trials, if there's temptations, then I'm not happy. But if everyone's doing what I want them to do today, it's a happy, happy day. That's happiness. Joy is something totally different. Joy in God is a confidence that no matter what happens in your life, God will work it out for good in every circumstance. So when you're obedient to God... Even in your pain, even in your trials, even in your depression, even in your anxiety, you're saying, I'm going through something right now, but God is going to work that out for good in this life and in the next. There's a confidence, there's a joy that even Jesus, as he gave up his life, as he went to the cross, as he suffered, and he was flogged, beaten, whipped, and rejected, and ultimately murdered, he said he did it for the joy that was set before him. Now, he wasn't happy walking that road. But he was fully joyful because he knew that as he died and as he rose again, that he would redeem us, he would restore us and bring salvation to all who believed in him. And that brought joy. That gave him the joy to make it. Joy causes you to endure. When you get down, when you get depressed, when you get anxious, you feel like you can't make it. But when you have that joy out of obedience to God, you can make it through anything and you can walk and run that race. So when we're obedient to God, he said, Jesus said, be baptized. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we're obedient, we start our walk with God being obedient. There's much joy that comes in our life. And I just want to read these scriptures we get these from today. So it's Matthew 28. They call this the Great Commission here. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. It says, go therefore and make disciples 
of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So the first thing I want you to hear today, baptism is done out of obedience. It's a simple command from Jesus that anyone who believes in him should be baptized. And as you're obedient, you receive the joy of God. Secondly, baptism is a sign that your sins are washed away. I've never been more convinced that we're in a culture with so many people who are suffering from shame, guilt, anxiety, depression, loneliness, because they don't understand the gift of repentance of our sin. We run away from repentance sometimes because we're scared. No, I don't want to repent. I don't want to repent because I have to change. When really, God is calling you to change so we can take all that stuff off of your chest. He can clean your conscience. So sometimes we preach that there is no sin. We only make mistakes, right? A bunch of good people just making mistakes out there. No, we're sinners. Filthy, disgusting, habitual sinners. That feels good, right? Being honest about it. And when people get lied up here, you're like, I'm a good person. You go, man, I'm dirt. We are sinners. The beauty of the gospel is that Jesus wipes all that sin away, that guilt, that condemnation, all the mistakes and sins, past, present, and future. Baptism is a sign that those are washed away. There was a high price paid for your sins in your conscience to be cleared so that you have no guilt before God. High price. God's only son coming and dying and laying down his life so you can wake up with no condemnation. So you don't have to live in guilt, shame, and the stuff that produces anxiety and depression because Jesus wiped it away. You don't have to earn it. All you have to do is believe. Baptism is a sign of that. We need that today, don't we? Now, the water's not magic. Means Me and Dave weren't here all night blessing it, making it holy. It's symbolism. It's symbolism that as you go under that water, that the cross of Christ is true. That when he died that day, when he said, Father God, forgive them for they know not what they do. Those words were true. Your sin got brought to the grave and he rose again so that you could be justified and clean before God. Innocent in the eyes of God so you can have a relationship with God. That's a sign that happened. When you go under that one, you come up, it reminds you that your sins are washed away. Isn't that awesome? That's the second thing. The third thing is as followers of Jesus, what do we want to do? We want to get to know Jesus. We get to know Jesus by his grace, by what he's revealed in his word to us. That's why people say, read your Bible. Read your Bible itself is not going to help you if it's not helping you know God and know Jesus. We get to know God by partaking in his sufferings. We know Jesus because when we stand with Jesus, you get persecuted. So it says, sometimes people run away from persecution too. Don't do that. Because you get to know Jesus when you're persecuted like Jesus. He said, the world will hate you because they hated me. People don't realize this. They murdered Jesus because they didn't like what he was saying and what he, he stood for. He was crucified. He was crucified. When you walk in the same sufferings and when you stand for God, when you stand for the word of God, people are going to persecute you, but that's okay because you get to know Jesus. Another way you get to know Jesus is... The baptism is more powerful symbolism that when you go down in that water, you're being buried with Christ. And when you come out of that water, you're rising again, just like the resurrection. You're dying with Christ, and you're made alive in Christ. More um, powerful symbolism, amen? The next thing is, another thing it symbolizes, when you go into that water, that old man is dead. That old woman is dead. That old way of doing things is dead. 
There's a new life to be lived in following Jesus. It means we're not going to be perfect. We know that, right? We just talked about that. But we're going to think differently. We're going to act differently. We're going to love differently. We're going to walk differently. We're going to talk differently. That old way of not forgiving, that old way of being bitter, that old way of being angry, that old way of being a gospel, that old way of being, being goss, a gossiper, old way of being lustful, lustful is dead. That goes under. You leave that in the water, right? That old way of life. When you come up, you're a new man with new eyes, new heart, new mind, walking and following Jesus. It's a new life to be lived. We're trying to be like Jesus. And know what? When we fall, God's grace is there to pick us up. That's what people really, you don't overcome by condemning yourself. When you fall, it's God's grace that lifts you up so you can make it. So baptism, the fourth thing is, it's a sign that that old man is dead and you're walking in the newness of life in Christ. And finally, the last thing, baptism, Christian baptism is a public profession that you stand with Jesus. Too many people are undercover Christians. Too many people like, I've known you for 20 years. i got something to tell you. I believe in Jesus. You don't have to be afraid. You can be courageous. And baptism makes you be courageous. You know, I want people who want to be baptized. Dude, can you baptize me by myself? I know a pond in Winchester. We go there, no one can see us. No, baptism is meant to be in front of the whole body of Christ. It's meant to be in front of the whole body of Christ. Because you're not afraid. You say, I stand with Jesus. I'm recognizing that he's my savior. I believe he's the son of God. You know what? Some people will cheer and rejoice because of that. Some people will reject you and be disappointed. And that is okay. That's okay. But you're standing with Jesus. Baptism is a public profession that I believe Jesus is who he says he is. And you're not just getting baptized into the local church at Restoration Road. You're getting baptized in what it says in the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Sorry, Dave. I skipped a few scriptures because I'm like a machine gun up here right now. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, it says, For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, the church. You're baptized into the global, invisible church of all people across all nations, across every country in the world who believe that Jesus is who he says he is, who follow Jesus. There's roughly 2 billion people in this world who believe in Jesus. You're being baptized into the global church. It's a public confession of that. So those are five quick things because I don't want to preach long today because I want to let everyone get up here and talk. But that's what hap- what's happening today. It's, a, it's like a spiritual birthday in some ways. It's powerful. As a pastor, this is one of my, my favorite days when you get to see what God is doing in the hearts of men and women because it's an outward expression about what, what's happened inwardly. The gospel has been made alive to hearts and minds and souls And outwardly, they want to confess it to people, be baptized in obedience to Jesus, and rejoice in the joy that comes from that. So we're going to call each person being baptized. They're so nervous right now. So give them a lot of grace. A hand clap won't hurt nobody. We're going to call them up one by one. They'll share their story. And then at the end of the service, we'll do the baptisms. But the first person I'm going to call up, Devin, you're up first, brother. The brother-in-law has to go first. We make him suffer.
Hi, my name is Devin McNellis. Nicholas, my, uh, my wife back there, I'm Joey's brother-in-law. Um, the first question was, why do I want to get baptized? And it's, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but my wife's pregnant with our first child, so I just want to thank you. So I just want to set a good example and be the, uh, like the spiritual leader of the house, like I, like I was taught or when we did our, uh, our marriage classes. So that's pretty much the main reason why I want to get baptized. Uh, the second question was, what does the gospel mean to you? And uh, to me, the gospel just means that basically it's what, what Jesus did for you that you can't do for yourself was to basically absolve you of all your sins and, and just get you forgiveness, basically, because no, nobody can do that. And he did it for us by sacrificing himself for us. And the third question is, um, what does this church mean to you? And I guess this church means to me it's like a almost like another family. It's nice to know that you have people that are there to pray for you that when you when times aren't good or when times are good. So that's what this church means to me that and then I'd like to be able to say I can do the same for everybody else that if they need if they need help, if they need, you know, prayer, just any sort of help, that's what church means to me. Awesome. Yeah. Good job, man. Next person we'll ask up is uh, Keith. Come up here and share. Morning, everyone. Um, so I'm going to answer the same three questions, but in a different order. First, I'll start with what this church means to me. Um, growing up, I was a Catholic. Went to church every Sunday, did CCD. Not really knowing what it meant, just did it because that was what I was told to do. <clears throat> this is my first church I chose to be a part of for me, as a man, my family, my wife, my kids, my father-in-law. They all come. They would ask me to come. No, it's not for me. It's not for me. But it is for me. And uh, this is the place that I'll always remember that. This is where it started for me. And that means a lot to me. Second question was... What is the gospel to me? Or what does it mean? Um, for God to give his only son and let him go through what he went through for our sins, it's amazing. I have two children. I have a son. And I'll be honest, I, I couldn't put my son up there. I couldn't watch my son go through what he went for other people. And he did that for us. And it's amazing. It just it touched me in ways I couldn't imagine. And... um the other day I watched The Passion of Christ for the first time. Granted, it's just a movie, but you can hear things, you can read things, but to see it is something that it just overpowered me to really, just my faith is through the roof right now. And um, the last question was why I want to be baptized. I went, This July will be 10 years I lost a very dear friend of mine. He was in the Navy and it was a freak accident that happened to him. When that happened, any belief, any thought of God in my brain was done. No such thing. How could there be a God when something like that could happen to such a great person? I sat on Memorial Day almost a month ago at his grave asking him, Lawrence, if you can hear me, if there's something more out there, show me. I want to be shown. I'm, I'm done being angry at the world. I'm done hating everyone because this happened and the anger that would always be inside of me. 
And if I could write a book about the past month, the things that have happened in my life, and how God has came to me, and how overpowering it is in my life, what I feel on a daily basis, things that I could point out. I could sit up here and talk for an hour and tell you, but I'm not going to. But it is changing me from the inside out, and I love everything about it. And in life, since I was a kid, anything I take pride in, I'm over the top. I'm very extreme with it. And I finally have something that's worth being over the top and extreme about. So that's why I'm being baptized today. Thank you very much. I don't know why you put me after him, because now I'm crying. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to read what I wrote. So, growing up as a Christian, I always heard that the story of the gospel, I'm going to put this here, of how Jesus died for our sins. But until recently, it never really hit me how amazing that story was. Now that I have my own kids, I know there's no love stronger than a parent's and their child. God let his only son die a horrible death, so we could be forgiven for our sins. I have been a Christian for as long as I can remember, and I always believed that I always believed in God. But for the last five years, I kind of got torn away from religion. I said I was a believer. I lost my spot. <laughs> I said I was a believer, but I may not have acted like I was. I made up my own rules for religion and believed that that was okay, but it wasn't. Recently, going to church, it hit me that I needed to get Steve, my fiance, to know God was real. I couldn't raise my kids with a non-believer. And we needed to start raising the kids in a house who worship God. Our friends recently got saved and tried to talk to Steve about God, but he didn't want to hear it. His heart was too cold. He said if there was a God to show him a sign. I prayed for Steve. Andrew and Alyssa prayed for Steve. Joey prayed for Steve. And finally God answered those prayers, and it hit Steve hard. I never have seen so many signs of God's work in my life than I have seen in the past month. What God has done in Stephen's life is amazing. He went from being an atheist for 10 years and felt very strong about it to becoming a believer. He is reading the Bible and teaching me things I never even knew. God answered my prayers. I've seen him change. Steve, he humbled him. And by doing this, it's helping me and others to see how powerful he really is. When we went to church a month ago, the day that Steve got saved, we both felt the weight like it just got lifted off our shoulders and everything was going to be okay. That is why today I am getting baptized because I want to wash away the old me and become a new me, a new person who not only believes but lives for God. I want people to look at me and say, there's something different about her. I want to use that to bring people to the church and help this church grow so other people will be able to feel what Steve and I felt. And little by little, the church could change many lives. It's amazing what God has done in our lives and what he can do in others if people are able to come and hear his story. Finally, Steve McNeil. Okay, I'm with Erica. I'm going to read. <laughs> I look out into the audience and I freeze and I, I forget everything I'm going to say. So. Um, I'm getting baptized because after 50 some odd years and for the first time in my life, 
I truly understand what baptism really means. I was baptized when I was 15 years old, and it was a ritual. I understood why I was there at a very superficial level. And to do it 40 years later, it means a whole lot more to me. Um, it is, it is like Joey said, this is my public confession that I believe in Jesus. And I believe that he is the Son of God. I believe he died to forgive us of all our sins and that he rose again so we could be with him forever. Like Jesus' death and resurrection, I too was dead. I am now alive in my faith in him and the Father. And lastly, like Joey said again, uh, my baptism represents my obedience to Jesus, his command, and if we believe in him, we must be baptized in his name. The second question is, what do I believe the gospel to be? I believe it to be the good news from God, that the prophecies have come to fruition, and that the world is broken and we are full of sin, but Jesus came and fixed it. That's a quote from Joey, by the way, fixed it. He died for us, and we are forgiven of all our sins if we believe in him. The gospel is about grace. There is only one man who ever has been worthy of the glory of heaven, and his name is Jesus. But through the grace of God, the righteousness of Jesus' life is extended to us, and we are saved. In Restoration Road, I believe God directed my family and me to this church. Some, something brought us here, and it was my wife, myself, my son Cameron, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, we're all coming. So I think God had a message there to bring us here, and we can learn and enjoy what the gospel is all about, what Jesus is all about, and what God is all about. I came to Restoration Road, a restless soul, who was looking for an understanding of the Bible, the gospel, and who Jesus really was and is. And through the teachings here and through the fellowship I have with all of you folks here, I am now finally, I have the faith that Jesus is truly the Son of God. I am here now and changed forever. The messages I hear here every week have meant everything to me. They have opened my eyes and my heart to see and feel things I have never seen or felt before. But it is a journey, a road that I have only just started to walk down. I have a long way to go, but I'm very excited about the journey that lies ahead. Thank you. That is uh, it's very rewarding to watch people speak about how God has changed their life. And Restoration Road, I hope you feel that you've been a part of that. We know all the glory goes to God, but we get to participate in the plan of redemption. And what this church does makes a difference in people's lives, and that matters to God. That's what matters the most in this life, is what we do for each other, how we love each other, how we love God. And so this is the most valuable stuff to hear. Those men and women get up here and talk about how now they see Jesus as the Son of God. That's powerful. You're living your life for the only thing that's worth living it for.